In this episode, we are going to talk about how ChatGPT may be the reason your website dies. What Google really thinks we should be doing with tools like ChatGPT, but most importantly, what you can do right now to protect your niche website from getting demolished by an algorithm update due to these AI tools. Let's talk about it. What is up? My name is Chris and welcome to episode 80 of the Blogger Evolution. Here we talk about building passive income streams that work for you so you don't have to. So if you want help to build those streams, consider subscribing on your favorite podcast app. Also, if you are ready to get real true time freedom, okay, we're talking about the type of freedom where you can decide what you want to do when you want to do it, then I want you to check out my uh, full workshop that I have over at bloggerevolution.com slash workshop. That's bloggerevolution.com slash workshop. We'll be sure to put a link down in the show notes, but it's about an hour long, but it's a full masterclass showing you exactly how I was able to take this blogging and affiliate marketing industry and turn it into a full-time income and possibly how you can do it yourself as well. So be sure to go check it out, bloggerevolution.com slash workshop, and I'll see you on the other side. Okay, so as I sit here late at night, getting this podcast in before as the last thing that I do this evening, I literally just got attacked by a spider when I tried to record this the first time. So I'm having to do it over again, but thankfully you only have to listen to the best parts of what I have to say while hopefully not getting hit as I look around for another spider to attack me. But regardless, we're going to continue moving forward. Let's talk about this. So First of all, what does Google think about AI-generated content? Because that's essentially what ChatGPT is. It's just a way to create AI-generated content so that we don't have to think as much, right? We'll let the AI uh, do the working for us. But in order to kind of set the playing field so that we all know exactly where we are, we all can be in the exact same accord and moving forward, knowing what to do next, let's first look at exactly what Google thinks of AI-generated content, all right? So this is directly from Google's uh, uh, terms and conditions. This is exactly what they have to say about this, and I wanna read it to you word for word so that we can all be on the same page, all right? So number one, spammy, automatically generated or what they consider auto-generated content is content that is generated program programmatically without producing anything original or adding sufficient value. Instead, it's been generated for the primary purpose of manipulating search results and not helping the users. All right, so that's pretty powerful right there because one thing that I like the most about this entire sentence or paragraph that we just read was content that's generated programmatically that does not add any significant value. Now, when we listen or when we try to use these tools such as ChatGPT, these are just glorified spinners. They're taking information that already exists on the internet and turning it into you know, words on a page. And it's words on a page that can pass a plagiarism checker, right? Because it's unique content every time it creates it. However, is not adding anything new and or original, all right? So Google Guidelines continues to say that text that makes no sense to the reader but contains search keywords. Now, you can go to ChatGPT and you can tell it, create me an SEO-optimized article around any particular keyword that you want to use, right? And 
I, honestly, I think this is kind of a shot at Kyle Roof, right? Kyle Roof's the guy who famously had that uh, Lorem Ipsum uh, website where he just put keywords and strategic places on the website and then was able to get it ranked number one in Google. But this also can is uh, going to be... Uh, uh, it is, it's attributed as well to these AI generated content writers because that's all they are really doing when you tell it to do a fully SEO optimized article. Now, let's continue going on. It says text translated by an automated tool without human review or curation before publishing. Now, I think this is a powerful statement as well because this is a dig directly at the AI tools of what it is that they do. If you go to any of these AI tools websites, especially Jasper, right, they really kind of tout the idea that all you have to do is press a button, an article gets spit out, and you can post it right there as as such without an, a human ever really having to look at it. But the uh, guidelines that Google gives us says specifically text that is translated by an automated tool that does not have any type of human review before publishing does not pass Google's guidelines. So if you're writing an article using AI content and you're just using 90% of what the article or what the AI tool has to say and then just publishing it, you're probably going against Google guidelines. Let's continue with what it continues to say. It says text generated through automated processes without regard for quality or user experience. Now, one thing that I always say about these AI tools is that you need to not just create it, but you need to add your own flavor, your own spin into it as well, because you need to create it and make it unique as if it came from an actual experience, not just you know a person, but an actual experience that you had so that you can somehow enrich a person's life who's going to be reading that particular article. Now, Google's guidelines continues to say text generated using automated synonymizing, that's hard to say, synonymizing, paraphrasing, or obfuscation techniques. All right, now this right here is a direct dig on tools such as uh, Quillbot, because uh, famously the Quillbot, you can run AI content through Quillbot and get it to pass a lot of these AI detectors pretty easily. But specifically right here, Google is saying, you can't use these types of tools either. Otherwise, you know, you're going to be going against the Google guidelines. Text generated from scraping feeds or search results. Again, a direct dig at AI tools because that's exactly what they do. They go look at the internet and then they scrape it. Basically, they scrape what's there and then put it together in a nice original looking format. It does it pretty fast. Don't get me wrong. I mean, for the record, ChatGPT is an amazing tool. And to be honest, I do use it quite a bit. I even use it a little bit in coming up with the article here for what we're going to be putting together for this particular podcast episode. However, I wanted to make sure that when it comes to creating content and putting it on the internet, that is something that is completely different that you need to keep in mind because Google has a certain standard that they are trying to maintain. Now let's continue with what Google has to say. They also say stitching or combining content from different web pages without adding any sufficient value. If you're hosting such content on your site, you can use these methods to exclude them from search. 
Now, this is an interesting statement. These methods that it's referring to is a link that goes to another page that shows you exactly how you can no-index your pages. And when you no-index something, that means that you're trying to discourage Google from crawling it so that it's not included within the index for your particular website. So Google says, if you are using these things, do this so that Google's bots don't see it. That's pretty important in my opinion because they're telling you, okay, it's okay to use it, but you got to leave this out of the Google search. All right, leave this, leave this stuff out of the Google search. I think that's pretty powerful for what Google has to say about this entire AI tools thing. Now, there is a little bit of irony here because Google themselves use AI to answer a lot of questions. They use AI to really take the, the answer snippets from our paragraphs and then plop them right there on the first page so that people don't have to click on our articles anyway. So are they being a little disingenuous? Maybe a tad. But with that said, Google does do their very best, and I must admit they do, in order to get as much traffic to our websites that is also helpful to these readers who are finding our blog posts. And I could say that with this type of certainty. I've had blogs that over the years have kind of gone a little bit down in traffic, but I've noticed that the revenue in most instances has kind of either stayed the same or gone up. And what that tells me is that Google is sending more and more often the right people to my websites, right? Think about that. No longer are people landing on my website and not getting a sufficient answer. Or maybe the people who are just looking for a quick answer who probably weren't going to buy anything anyway, they're not even hitting my site. So even though the traffic overall might be a little bit down, the fact that the revenue is about the same or even going up shows that Google is getting better at what they do when they run these algorithm updates. So am I saying that all AI tools are the devil, right? No, I'm not saying that. But, and this is a huge caveat, right? You have to use these tools the right way. And I've been screaming this from rooftops for probably a couple of years now, even before these AI tools seem to be popping up every five minutes because I started having writers using them and not telling me that they were using them. You can check back. I forgot what episode number it was. I'll let you know down in the show notes that you can check it out. But I said this before, it was even cool to talk about AI tools at the time. But the thing is, since we have to use these AI tools the right way, the natural question is, well, what is the right way? Well, here's the thing. We underestimate the fact that AI tools, they do rule our lives already. We just may not realize it. When we use AI tools, we use AI to see what's ranking. Google uses AI to put particular articles on the front page. We use AI personally to do something as simple as correct our spelling. You know, tools such as Grammarly, you know, that's using artificial intelligence to make sure that our sentences make sense. Is that wrong to be using? No, because I found a direct correlation to running something and getting a nice 90 plus score from Grammarly to higher rankings within Google. So Google likes that, right? Google has a has a fine job uh, dealing with Grammarly autocorrects, but it helps us make the internet better. 
even AI will suggest what videos we watch. And we're not just talking about YouTube. We're talking about on Netflix. It looks at our past history and makes a good guess as to what it thinks we are going to want to listen to or watch next. Even the products that you find on Amazon, things are being suggested to you because of artificial intelligence. So it's all around us all the time. And I'm sure that you can think of some other places that we use AI that we do not even realize it. But the right way to use AI specifically when creating blog content is that we need to use it the right way. And that right way is as inspiration. You see, AI writers are great, and I mean outstanding, at destroying one thing, and that's writer's block. Usually when you're writing an article, there's probably going to be some time where you're looking at that blank screen and you're looking at that page and you're thinking, man, I really can't think of what else to write. But you know what will give you a good idea? An AI tool. You guessed it. But you need to let your creative juices flow, not the non-creative or mechanical juices of the AI. You use the AI to get ideas and then you expand upon them. So as previously mentioned, you're going to want to use AI to just come up with the skeleton and then you add your own flavor, your own unique perspective, your own, dare I say, expertise. Those are my EEAT people, right? Do those kinds of things in, in your articles. And this is actionable. This is something that you can start doing right now. OK, involve the experiences and the things that you've learned by actually living your niche. So if you have a golf blog and you don't play golf, that's a problem. That is a problem. You should be playing golf. It's unless you're an experienced blogger who can hire out people who actually are playing golf. I actually just recently ran into a colleague and he runs the site, but he actually hired an editor who is a golf pro to run the website. That way, the website can have someone who actually knows what they're talking about and they can give good information, good anecdotal stories from somebody who is out there doing the exact same thing that I either am doing or want to do, hence why I'm reading the blog in the first place. You need to add information that is helpful, that is unique, that can actually help a person, just like the Google guidelines we just went across. Now, you can argue that there's nothing new under the sun. Everything that I create is probably a suppressed subconscious memory that I just can't recall at the time because we are a product of our surroundings, right? Everything that we create was inspired by something, even if we don't do it directly. Even when I come up with titles for podcast episodes and YouTube videos or whatever, it's probably have been inspired by someone who already created a similar title and had success with it. AI writers, however, they just scrape what is there and repackage it. They add nothing new. But AI tools are taking over the internet. There's nothing we can do about that. This is a new revolution that we're just gonna have to live with as niche bloggers. But the worst thing is that they are really good at what they do. AI tools such as ChatGPT is taking the world by storm for a reason, right? It's not just because it's another AI tool that pops up using this protocol or using this language model or whatever. ChatGPT has pretty much broken the internet for the last couple of months. 
They went from zero to a $29 billion evaluation as a company in like a month, month and a half. That is ridiculous, faster than almost any other business in history. But by using these things and just what we just talked about with the Google standards for what they want when putting content online, we need to avoid using these tools solely for the purpose of just creating content with little or no human intervention. So by doing so, how can we avoid to get our sites from being destroyed by taking these shortcuts, by using these AI tools the way that they, the way that they, uh, these tools say that we should be using them? Well, think of it this way, because we want to look at it very similar to what Google looks at it. And you might even be thinking, why is it that we have to kind of bend to what Google's saying? I mean, I get it. You know, I'm going to be honest. As an entrepreneur, I became an entrepreneur, so I wouldn't have anyone have to tell me what to do. Right. But Google is very consistent. They've been really good to me. They've been really good to a lot of people for a very long time, and they're going to continue to do such. So because of that, we do kind of need to play by Google's rules. Google's my boss, you know, for the most part when I create this content. Now, granted, the cool thing about being an entrepreneur as well is that after, let's just say Google does fall by the wayside because of whatever happens in the, in the world right now, there's always going to be search. There's always going to be somebody looking for something and I'll learn how to, and I, not, not just me, but I mean, we all will learn how to create content that people are looking for on other platforms. However, with that being said, we still need to look at this the way that Google is looking at it. And they recently released what I believe what they're calling a code red, where seemingly they are really worried about what's going on with this AI content. Not necessarily worried to the fact that it's going to put them out of business, because I still think Google is so far in front of everybody else that it's going to be a while before they even get, you know, have any problems or issues or concerns. What Google is worried about is the proliferation of possible false information that is being put out on the internet unchecked by human eyes. I think that's the issue that they're having because now they're going to try to have to determine, is this right or is it not right? Now, this might not be a big deal when you're trying to figure out which you know, mattress to buy, you know, for your house, or it may not be a big deal for what golf club I need to buy. But what about medical things? What about medical terms? These updates have been coming out with Google over the last few years. A lot of it has been really hammering down on medical advice. And the big reason for that is because they don't want somebody to Google my left side is numb. And, you know, Sally123's blog pops up that says, just take some Tylenol. No, they want to make sure that that person gets to the hospital as fast as we can. So they want to make sure that people have this EEAT, right, that expertise, authoritativeness, trustworthiness, before they start throwing out their blog content in front of the masses. Google is looking to find AI content and demote it. That's the reality of what's going on right here. If they can find AI content, they are going to demote it, especially if it doesn't add anything new, especially if it's not helpful, especially if it goes unchecked before getting published online. So with that said, what is it that we need to do? Well, the reason why we need to increase our eat is so that we can show Google that exactly that we are a person, that we are an actual 
you know, living and breathing individual that is behind and responsible for the content that is out there. Now, we're going to be interviewing Kyle Roof onto the podcast in a very short period of time, and he'll be able to dive into a lot more specifics that we can go on. So if you're watching this or sorry, listening to this in the future, just look out for the Kyle Roof um, interview and uh, you'll be able to see exactly what you can do to increase the eat on your website. But at the end of the day, Google wants to know that a person wrote this, that a person is behind it. So. The warning that I believe Google is telling us is to be careful about putting AI-generated content onto your site. If you cannot change it enough to be unique, you're going to be looking over your shoulder for Google to destroy your website because Google's looking for you. And you know what this is? That's Black Hat SEO. Now, if you've been blogging for any amount of time, you've probably done some Black Hat stuff at some point. However, or if you're new, let me just explain it. So Black Hat SEO means that you take all of the shortcuts necessary to try to get your article to rank as fast as possible. The opposite of Black Hat SEO would be White Hat SEO. All right. White Hat SEO is just putting out good content and then letting the chips fall as they may. All right. So, But the problem with Black Hat SEO is that even today, Black Hat SEO still works. There's still things that I can do that you might consider what might be in the middle of black and white hat, as in gray hat SEO. But regardless, because black hat SEO still works, people still do it. But the issue that you have with it is that you're always looking over your shoulder, waiting for the next Google update to completely demolish your site. So I wouldn't be surprised if at some point in the future, AI generated content would be considered I don't want to say black hat. I would definitely say at least gray hat SEO because you're going to be wondering whether or not Google's going to be coming for you. Google's already taken out websites that probably didn't use any AI content that hasn't had any shady backlinking profiles and they ding their websites anyway for maybe some other reasons or maybe it just kind of got caught up with the rest of the websites that were doing some shady stuff. But why add to it? Why add to it? Now, I do use AI-generated content, I will admit, but not necessarily for my full-blown articles. I might use it to help me craft an introduction for an article. I might even use it to help me craft a conclusion, but never really the meat of the article. We need to work within the confines of what Google wants. Google has the power, and if you want Google to bestow this power onto our site so that we can make a living, put food on the table, make money, then we're going to have to play by their rules. Now, we do that by following the guidelines that we just talked about. So if you haven't read Google's guidelines for a search engine optimization and what it is, you should do it. It's not a ridiculously long read. Plus, if you're a blogger and you're a nerd like me, you probably enjoyed reading it anyway. But they tell us exactly what they want us to do. Google, in this aspect, actually is not being very mysterious, especially when they're mysterious in a whole lot of a whole lot of other aspects. So how do you find the Google guidelines for search for Google search? Well, no worries. I went ahead and left a link down in the description, but go to developers.google.com slash search 
slash docs. All right. That's developers.com. I messed it up already. Developers.google.com slash search slash docs. I'll be sure to put uh, that link down in the show notes so that you can uh, easily just click on it and then go check check it out. I believe it's around maybe 20, 30 pages or something. It's not ridiculous. It's not a terrible read. You know, just go ahead and check it out. But it will give you at least a good overview of what it is that Google wants when it comes to putting content out there online. If you still do use these types of tools to create content on your money sites, or if you are hiring writers and maybe you're wondering if they're using these tools, then I suggest that you get good and using the tools just so that you can better recognize it. You can also use some of these um, AI detectors that are out there. I'm gonna be honest, they are a little hit and miss when it comes to whether or not it uh, actually can detect AI content or not. Uh, but just don't do it for an individual article or very short pieces of content. When I say short, I mean just a couple of sentences. If you can have an entire article and throw it into any into either one of the tools that we are about to mention, then you're going to have a best uh, uh, guess as to whether or not it's AI generated content versus just regular, you know, um, created by a human. Um, another thing to do, I would suggest as well, is don't just take one piece of content. Take multiple pieces of content, especially if it's a writer and uh, run, you know, five, 10 articles through it. And if you start to see a pattern with the amount of um uh, whether or not it's these tools are calling it AI generated content versus actual human content, then you might want to bring it up to the writer themselves and say, hey, are you using anything? And you know, go, go from there. I'll let you decide what to do with your writers at that point. But the tools that we can use, number one is huggingface.co slash open AI dash detector. All right. Hugging face, hugging like you're hugging someone, huggingface.co slash open AI hyphen detector all right again we'll be putting these links down in the description just so that you can go check it out as well another one is originality.ai now the one we just mentioned hugging face that's a free tool you don't have to pay any money to use it and as far as i can tell it, it shouldn't be charged you shouldn't be charged for it to be using it even in the future it doesn't look like they're switching to a paid model or anything like that However, originality.ai is a paid tool. Um, however, it's relatively cheap. You can get it for, um, you have to buy credits for it. And in each word that you put within your article, it's going to tell you how many credits it takes. I think a thousand words might be 10 or 12 credits or something of that nature. So it's not ridiculous, but um, it also doubles as a plagiarism checker. So there's a little bit there. That way, if whatever you're doing when you're getting content from your writers, um, then you might want to run it through a plagiarism checker just to be sure. And originality.ai will point you directly to a site if it thinks that there is some plagiarism there on top of letting you know whether or not they believe it's a human content. It's human content versus AI generated content. But regardless, just keep this in mind. Protecting your money making asset, which is what our niche sites are, is going to save your site from getting destroyed by Google because you decided not to cut a few corners. Is it a guarantee? No, because there's a lot of different reasons why a site can get dinged by an algorithm update. But some things you can do to kind of help with the algorithm update is make sure that you have good keyword research. So if you are having, so I'm sorry, if you are using AI just as an assistant 
but not to write the entire article, then I think you're going to be okay. But you're going to need to know how to write a good blog post. So to do that, check out episode 53 of the Blogger Evolution, where I give you some great strategies on how to craft good blog posts very, very effectively. Now, before we get out of here, be sure to go check out bloggerevolution.com slash workshop. There I have a free training that will show you step by step how you can turn a passion of yours into a full time income from a simple website, bloggerevolution.com slash workshop. Plus, you have the opportunity to work with me one on one. I mean, that's an awesome opportunity, right? So anyway, check it out, bloggerevolution.com slash workshop. Link will be down in the show notes. If you are listening on the Apple Podcast app, please leave us a comment or a, uh, a review saying if you enjoyed the content here, and I'll be, it'll be much, much appreciated. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you later. Bye.